Let's go to hell together. We can burn forever. I got nothing better to do. You know that I'm not a rebel. I just know the devil can't be much worse than me and you. Let's let this motherfucker burn to the ground. I lost the love that I thought I found. Took all the money out my account. I bought Nathan. I bought a pound. Welcome to episode two of Bronx meets Beantown. I am one of your hosts, Oliver Martell, joined by my co-host Frankie Engel, aka a young Ted Bell. What's going on, a Frankie? How we doing, Oliver? It's been a little bit, but we're back at it. Oh, yeah, it's off-season, kind of slow for not really much of a hot stove going on. So uh, baseball, you know, this time of year is pretty slow, especially with the CBA coming up. Uh, I'm not expecting a lot of action pre-December 2nd, and I'm not expecting a lot of action until February after that. So might mm-hmm. be a slow off-season, but that doesn't, mean, that doesn't mean we can't shoot the shit and talk some shit. Exactly. A lot of rumors flying around. Yeah, rumors or whatever, you know, they're just rumors at the end of the day. For example, OBJ was rumored to go to five teams and ended up going to a team that wasn't mentioned at all. So who knows what's really happening behind the scenes? Exactly. We haven't recorded since um, the ALCS, which I said the Red Sox in six, ended up being Astros in six and, uh, you know, all around. Good season, successful season, and um, while when you get to the ALCS, you're going to be disappointed after the loss, after you let it soak in, you you look back, very successful year. And for the Red Sox, anyways, I'm super excited about the future of this team and can't wait to run this division for the next five years. Okay. Okay. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting coming up. You got I mean you got four teams in the mix, and then whoever knows what the hell the Orioles are gonna do. You never know; their young guys can come up. But I mean, the next five years of this division is probably gonna be the best it's ever been, for sure. Yeah, uh, the Rays will find a way to stay relevant, I think. But yeah, they'll be taken over by the Blue Jays. I think the Blue Jays are looking to make a splash this winter. they lose Marcus Samian most likely, but and Robbie Ray most likely. But I can see them trading with Miami for a young starter that they need, and then uh, obviously they've got that young core that of studs that they've got going on. So Toronto will be around for a while. Um, I sincerely think the Red Sox will be around for a while because you have JD opted in. Um, Xander says he's open to moving to second base, which opens up a lot of flexibility with what they can do, not only in the farm system, but in free agency. So as long as the Red Sox can build a fucking bullpen, which I think Heim Bloom can do, the Red Sox will be hanging around for a while as well. Bullpen wins games. That's right. It does. It does. And for the first half of the year, I was confident in the bullpen. And then uh, Matt Barnes got shades of fucking, uh, Goddamn Kurt Laskanik. I know that's pre your time, but uh, and f- absolutely fell apart and, and couldn't throw a strike. And that happens. Um, so, a quick question for you is yep. Matt, Matt Barnes in the future plans of the bullpen? Yeah. Can you yeah, rely he on has him? To be. Yeah. He's not your closer, but he has to be a piece. You have him for, I think, I think he signed a two year extension this year for like nine mil a year, which is at the time of signing that was right around the all-star break, which was a crazy friendly team deal. He wants to be here. He loves the team and low key has been one of the better Red Sox relievers in the past 10 to 15 years. When you, when you look at it, you know, you've had Koji had that year and a half of absolute dominance. One of the best seasons of all time from a closer. And um, after that, I mean, Matt Barnes has been around for fucking seven, eight years at this point, And, also, shout out Heath Hembry because he was low-key solid for four or five years and everybody shit on him, but he was still there just fucking chugging along, looking ugly as shit and doing his job. Mm-hmm. No one really no one really paid attention besides Kimbrell in that bullpen for those for those years. So. Yeah, and Kimbrell was great uh, until playoffs, and then it became Cardiac Craig, which we saw this year too. His uh, The White Sox use of Craig Kimbrell was pitiful because – Oh, yeah. Uh, throughout his whole career he can't pitch in the eighth inning and then all of a sudden the white Sox trade for him pitch him only in the eighth inning and he sucks ass like that's what happens when you don't Mm -hmm. use the guy to his full strength liam hendricks can pitch whenever you want 
Just throw him in the eighth inning, put Kimbrell in the ninth inning. But Tony Lewis is a stubborn old fuck. So what are you going to do? I don't care about the White Sox. We're talking about Sox, the Red Ones, and the Yankees. So uh, irrelevant. Braves won the World Series. I think most people were happy with that outcome. They deserved it. Um, what a 80, team. A 80, like seven win team or something like that. Uh, just a weird team. They didn't have arguably their best pitcher coming into the air and Mike Soroka. They didn't have one of the best players in baseball and Ronald Cunha and pulled it together for a fucking uh, another weird baseball world champion. If you look at the world champion since 2000, that's 21 years now. Only three teams have won multiple world series. Can you name them? Me. Yeah. Can you name them? Giants. Yep. Red Sox. Yep. Those Cardinals. two are obvious. Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, nobody else has won multiple World Series, which is not something. That's crazy. It's parody. I, I, that's just another reason why you love baseball. You make the playoffs, you get hot. Anything can fucking happen, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, not a lot can be said for other teams, uh, other sports. That is football is generally just Tom Brady. Um, basketball is generally LeBron James and hockey. I, I don't really give a shit about no offense to any hockey listeners, but I guess it can, you, it kind of happens in hockey, but their playoff fucking system is putrid these days. So, um, I don't care about it. Yeah. Was it? Do you think it was more of the Braves being hot at the right time, or the Astros bats just being cold? Because they didn't oh, hit. Crap. It's, a, it's a combination of both, right? The same thing happened in the ALCS. Like, Chris, yeah, Zach Greinke got pulled out of the game, and what was that game four? Christian Javier came in and changed the whole series because he was lights out and shut down the Red Sox bats, and they couldn't hit for two more games. I think it was the same thing. The Braves pitching was just that good, even without Charlie Morton went down in game one. Even without Charlie Morton, um, Max Max Freed had a great game after a bad game. And at the end of the day, pitching is going to win. Uh, bats always, always go hot and cold, no matter what time of the year it is, because you saw the Red Sox absolutely just score at will for three games and then got no hit into the eighth inning by Louis Garcia. Like, it, it happens. It's baseball. That's yeah. what the Red Sox were all year. They were a hot and cold team. And that's what most lineups are, are hot and cold. Rarely are you going to get hot for five straight weeks. And mm-hmm. the Braves pitching was solid, reliable. And most of all, they were just clutch hitting. And that's what the Astros really good at too. They were scored a ridiculous amount of two out runs throughout the whole uh, playoffs. And so did the Braves and Braves had guys set up, step up, Jorge Soler, Adam Duvall, just weird dudes to step up. And those are the types of, impact trade deadline acquisitions that can change a fucking season and change history forever. If you're, if you're a Braves fan. Exactly. Goddamn Tyler Mazdick. I mean, stud. The Braves know what they're doing over there. They swindled their two young studs into signing the most ridiculous team friendly contracts in the history of the sport. In my opinion, Ronald, Ronald Cunha and Ozzy Albies are both on just absolutely silly team friendly deals. No idea what their agents are doing. And what did Acuna? How bad is Acuna it? signed like eight 20. years, a hundred million or something like that, and Ozzy signed like seven years, fifty million. Um, I can Ronald Acuna. Look up Albies. Uh, yeah, Ronald Acuna, eight year, a hundred million. So he signed through age. 28 with club options for 27 for his 29 and 30 year old season. So he's not going to be a free agent until he's 31. Wow. And then Ozzy Albies signed, signed a seven year 35 million. That's cheaper than I even thought uh, with a 20, 2026, 27 club. So he's not going to be a free agent until he's 31 either. So neither of these guys are going to get nearly the money they should. And the, as long as the Braves bring back Freddie Freeman with the fucking money they're saving off these two, which they should, and make Freddie Freeman a brave for life, um, it, there's no reason why that division can't be theirs for the foreseeable future. That's crazy. Ronald Acuna should be making $35 million a year, and that's how much at they're least. paying Ozzy Albies. And that's how much they're paying Ozzy Albies. For seven years. 
I just looked up the Braves GM, Alex. I can't say his last Anthem- name. Anthropopolis or whatever. Great work. Yeah. Great work. Yeah. That it, and he, on the on the flip page, you look at like what Tatis got after a season, and um, yeah, like thirteen, right? Uh, he got three hundred and forty. <laughs> thirteen got, years. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But my point is, he got three hundred and forty million dollars. Ronald Acuna got a hundred million dollars. He's getting three and a half times what Ronald Acuna is getting, and I think Ronald Acuna uh, is a better all-around player because he's a far better fielder. And um, not much of a difference at the plate. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the legacy agency, whoever that agent is, um, they need to get fired. Anyways, yeah. Braves, Braves are uh, going to be around for a little while, especially in that fucking shithole of a division. Um, the Mets are always going to be the Mets. And uh, the Marlins are always going to be the cheap-ass Marlins. The Phillies try. At least the Phillies try. Got to give them some credit. And the Nationals, uh, another weird team, like in 20 – what was that, 2019 or 2018? They just fucking got hot and won the World Series. So they're satisfied for a little bit, I guess. Mm -hmm. Future in in baseball looks bright, though. It does. A lot of studs coming up. A lot of studs. lot of young studs right now and then like yeah like you just said a lot of young studs coming up throughout systems and more importantly personalities yes with with these with these young guys have great personalities Mm -hmm. looking forward big off season for both of our teams yes for you oliver if you're heim correct i said that right right heim yep heim heim bloom What's the number one? What's the number one objective? What's the first thing you're doing? Uh, paying Rafael Devers. Do you have a do you have a, uh, a year and price that you want? I have a blank check and a blank amount of years. Just have him right on it. Just whatever he wants. I don't care. Rafael Devers needs to be a Boston Red Sox for his career. You can't let homegrown talent keep slipping away like you did with Mookie Betts, although that was more ownership than anybody else. I, I understand that, and Heim Bloom did a great job in the return value at the end of the day. But you can't let these – you can't let Rafael Devers get away. I know he's got his flaws defensively. He's a very streaky defender, but the kid is one of the best hitters in baseball. I stand by that, especially left-handed power. Um, for whatever reason, that's a rarity these days. I hate his swing, how smooth it is. It's it's a beautiful swing. It's a beautiful home run swing. And he he's 24, 25. Um, my, yeah, it's far and away my number one um, priority this offseason is getting Rafael Devers on, onto an extension. He'll be 25 next year. Um, Silver Slugger this year. He, he hit 280. 38 bombs near 900 OPS. Uh, he, it's really not even a conversation to me on um, what, what the number one priority is. I see a lot of Red Sox Twitter wanting to be in on Carlos Correa, Marcus Simeon, all these guys. Uh, Carlos Correa, sure, you could probably convince me, but that's not number one on the list. Marcus Simeon, I want no part of. Someone else can overpay for him. He's not going to hit 40 home runs again in his career. Um, he had a great contract year on a non-playoff team in that lineup. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's part of it. He's also a good player. Don't get me wrong. He's a great player, but he's, uh, I, I don't want anything to do with a 32 year old, 31 year old second base shortstop who's average defensively. Um, Correa, you could convince me to make a run at just because he's an elite defender, a very, about a solid, solid hitter and great in the playoffs. I know he's a douchebag and an asshole and a cheater, but mm-hmm. he's still good. So, yeah, for sure. Do you see Devers? I know you talked about his flaws. Do you ever see Devers moving to first? Yeah, or I could see that for sure. Um, like, I don't know. If, I don't know if it would be anytime soon because mm-hmm. um, I think Schwarber's still in play to come back on like a three or four year deal because Schwarber's only twenty nine. Yeah. So he. Yeah, talk about left-handed poise hitter. The, when he got when he started playing, the whole lineup changed their mentality. They were taking pitches. They were patient. Uh, he he's kind of like JD in a sense where um, his mentality just rubs off on the rest of the team. So, and mm-hmm. but even if they don't do that, you have Tristan Cassis coming up, who is climbing up prospect rankings day 
day after day. And I, I've had high hopes for him since they drafted him. Um, same draft class as I can't remember who they drafted in the second. I think that was the blaze Jordan, Nick York year, maybe. No. Maybe the year before it. Blaze been, gonna be good. Blaze, Blaze Jordan. Blaze Jordan, he should be pretty fun. He should be fun at least. Um, he, I think Nick York's gonna be good. A baseball player name, you know what I mean? Blaze. He does. He does. So. I agree. He's gonna be hitting bombs all over. But all you could over. see Cassis this year, and and he's. I think he's a good defensive first baseman. Um, I don't know. I don't think there's. Devers only 24 years old. He has plenty of time to become a, an average third baseman defensively. And he can make flashy, great plays. And but sometimes he just fucks up on the routine plays. His range is probably below average, whatever. Anyways, Rafael Devers, give him, give him a 10 year deal. Give him, I don't care how much money, just make sure he's here for a long time. If Xander moves to second, Devers moves to first. That's going to be a sketchy right side of the infield. Well, it's a sketchy left side of the infield right now, so who the fuck cares? <laughs> yeah, I didn't even process that. Yeah. Both silver sluggers, um, by the way. Uh, debatable. It's actually not because no. they both won the silver Bichette, slugger. Bichette is so much. Come on. I don't make the rules, man. Who, who votes for this? Xander we all know had a great had season. We all know Bichette had the better year. Come on. Are you looking up the stats? Uh, let's see. Bogarts, higher OPS. Bobachette, more home runs. More RBIs. Uh, 102 to, yeah. Well, better average. They had the best offense. Better average. By two points. Uh, had more. Bobachette had more strikeouts. Bobachette had less doubles. Few more home runs, steals doesn't matter for Silver Slugger. Xander had a higher OPS, was higher slugging percentage. I didn't know he was a higher second. OBP. I mean, come on, give credit okay. where credits due. Xander Bogarts wins his one, two, three, fourth Silver Slugger of his career. Time to put some respect on Xander Bogarts' name, which, by the way, one of Probably my second priority is to restructure Xander so he doesn't have an opt-out after next season and keep him around for a while, too. Lock down. Lock, lock him down. Xander's still the second best shortstop in the division behind Wander Franco, everyone's daddy. Wander I, Franco. I, I will say the shortstops in the AL East are fucking good. I'm scared. I mean, we're about to have a division of Bo Bichette Wander Franco, Xander Bogarts, Corey Seager slash Carlos Correa, which we'll get into in a minute, and then whoever the hell the Orioles throw out there. Yeah, the Orioles don't doesn't matter. Yeah, they're just irrelevant at this point. So, I think we move on to uh, I think we move on to the more interesting offseason, in my opinion, one of the most interesting offseasons in all of baseball, the New York Yankees. Uh, interesting is one word for it. I would say pressure filled, anxiety ridden. Um, make or mm-hmm. break. Uh, For sure. What else? I don't know. I think those are pretty good. Brian Cashman career defining. Career defining. Playing the saving, he's got trying to save his job. Mm-hmm. So Cashman should be debatable had, if he should even still have it or not. I have some theories on that. So Cashman had a. It wasn't like a. It was like a little presser or whatever where people asked him some questions. And basically, all we got out of it was basically open to trading Gary, which we've always been. Center field is a priority, which we were all surprised about, but we all agree. And then shortstop is a big priority. I mean, that's all the right things we wanted to hear. There's nothing else I think we really wanted to hear out of the presser, especially this early in the offseason. So I think we've checked in on almost all the shortstops, but I think we really are into Seager or Correa. Um I prefer Seager, in my opinion. I think that he's going to add more balance to the lineup, and I think that he'll be more willingly. He'll probably play third in two to three years while we have Volpe or Peraza coming up if they're still on the team. We don't know what we could trade them this offseason for, but I think, I mean, that's going to be super exciting. It's going to be annoying, 
But I mean, these reports that can, are coming out that saying people like Simeon and Sear can sign before December 1st is interesting because they want to have a home before the lockout. So that February isn't absolutely batshit insane. And people are signing 10 days before their report to spring training. So what's your take on the whole CBA thing? It'll be a mess. Do you think people will sign before December 1st? Do you think it's going to be, you think it's going to be like one big sign and it's just going to be a chain reaction? What do you think? No, maybe you might get a couple before, before it, but I think majority will be after. I think the vets are going to want to lock up their roles before the lockout. I don't know. It'll, I'm not expecting a lot of movement before. Will there Um, be winter meetings if there's a lockout? Oh, it's a good question. I don't know. I, don't I really... think at the whenever they come to an agreement, that's when you're going to see a lot of movement. You're going to see a lot of deals. You're going to see a lot of signings. You're going to see a lot of stuff being done once they find an agreement. Um, I think teams like the Phillies are going to be active. All these teams that the Mariners are going to be active, like, but they're always active, so that's not saying much. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think getting back to your point about Seager and Correa, I would rather have Carlos Correa on my team. Um, talking about if you were a Yankee fan or just, would you rather have him? Just in general, I would rather have Carlos Correa on my team than Corey Seager. I think both are going to be overpaid. Corey Seager is going to get a $300 million contract and I'm going to fucking lose my mind because that doesn't make any sense to me. He's a Boris client. That's what they do. And yeah, shout out Scott Boris because everybody as, as a fan, you kind of hate him because he wants his clients to get the most money that they can get. But at the same time, you're like, well, he's just doing his fucking job because he wants billionaire owners to actually pay people to play the game instead of having these $60 million payrolls out there, like the A's and the Rays and these fucking cheapskate teams that just do the minimum to get by. Is it Simeon? Is that who he has? He has Seager and someone else big. I can't remember. He's got everybody big, man. Scott Boris has got everybody. His his list of clients is long and – this is his time to shine. He gets he gets his guys his money, their money. Yeah. And yeah. Um, like, for example, you know, Xander's a, a Boris guy. Juan Soto's a Boris guy. As a Nationals Red Sox fan, you don't want to see that because you think that he's just going to go to free agency and, and run away. But at the end of the day, players have their voice. And like Juan Soto says, he will, he's open to being Nationals, but only if they want to win. Like, I'll sign here if you guys show me you want to win. Xander Bogart's took a pretty friendly deal, but Boris made sure he had an opt-out when he's 30 years old to go play the market if he wants after, especially after it gets set this year. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of weird teams in. I think the Rangers are going to spend money. I'm in on that. I think the Tigers are going to spend money. I, I think they're going to be a sleeper for Correa. Now, um, I've I've always thought that Correa would be a Tiger just because AJ Hinch. I just I just think yeah. I just that you just make that connection so easily. Yeah, yeah, that's there. But you look at them, and also I think that the vision is the also extremely wide open. Um, yeah, for the future. Yeah, yeah. the uh, the White Sox are good. Don't get me wrong, but um, uh, they're not they're not the dominant force yet. I don't know if they ever will be that big dominant beast in the in the AL Central. They'll be good, but that division will be up for grabs almost every year, I think. Something that no one pe- someone that no one's talking about is Carlos Rodon. He I mean, I didn't he was a, he was a free agent. He's gonna he's gonna get some money, I think. Uh it depends what his fucking X rays I mean, show because that dude's got down, a he? broken elbow, basically. I know. Um there's probably yeah. a solid chance he'll need Tommy John. You think? Well, you have to think the White Sox know something as to why they didn't extend the qualifying offer for him. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, he just kind of he just kind of lost it, and then like it came back in the postseason, right? He fucking I, pitched like shit in the postseason. I didn't watch that series. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't watch it either. It, I mean, after the first game, I was like, okay, Astros are gonna walk away with this. Mm-hmm. So. I, th- I I do think the Yankees the Yankees and Verlander rumors are getting me going. 
because I can't imagine if you told me in 2019 that our team could consist of Carlos Correa, Justin Verlander, and Garrett Cole. And I was listening to Talking Yanks the other day, and they said, "How imagine the reception if we sign Correa, Verlander, and Cole, and we didn't extend Judge? How, how do you think that would make us look? You know what I mean? It wouldn't be great, especially when you hear Judge say he wants to be Yankees for life, but a lot of people will say that. And then the Yankees will probably use that to their advantage to try to lowball them for years like the Red Sox did Mookie Betts. And then you have a fractured relationship and there's no going back and you have to fucking trade them. So, yeah, the player wants to be here, but or, you know, in this case, yeah, Aaron Judge wants to be in New York. So he says, um, but money talks at the end of the day, mm-hmm. he's going to. He has one chance to make a fuck ton of money, and he's going to do it. And if the Yankees aren't going to pay him, someone else will guarantee that. Yeah. And one thing I want to go back to when I talked about the Cashman theory. Um, also, another shout out Talking Yanks because they're the right, they're the best Yankees podcast. I like Short Porch, but you know, Talking Yanks is a lot better. They said that um, they think there was a deal made between Hal and Cashman for this year because. The Yankee, the Steinbrenners don't own any like big corporation or anything. They own the Yankees and that's how they get their income. So with COVID and them losing a lot of money, I think that Hal and Cashman had a deal that we're going to try and stay under this luxury tax, which we were flirting with the whole year. So I think that's why you didn't see us, you know, get more aggressive with the trade deadline. I think that's why we had to trade Sessa and Wilson to be able to get Gallo and someone like that. So I think that's why. And then I think Hal and Cashman both have this idea that, okay, we had a full season. We're back on track financially. Let's go have let's, – here's here's the checkbook. Go get whatever you want. Let's have a team. So I think that – and I think that – and I think a big telltale sign is if we sign a guy like Verlander for two years before the tax resets, I think that shows that we're a big – you know, like we're going to go out and we're going to spend anything we can these next two years. Yeah, the Red Sox are in a kind of similar situation where they reset their luxury tax and now they're ready to spend for a, a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And I think they I think they do make one big signing this offseason. And I think I I don't know who it will be. As in like how Schwarber a big signing, or are you talking no, like- I at the end of, I don't think Schwarber will end up re-signing. Um, I would love him back because he's got great energy, great personality. He fits fucking the team perfectly. He's like Red Sox, you know what I mean? He does, but defensively, you know, I mean, I, I mean, what are you going to do? I think yeah. Kike is a great center fielder. He should be your center fielder. Verdugo, left field. Renfro, right field is probably your best defensive outfield, but if you shine Schwarber, you got to put him at first base or DH, and then if you put him at DH, you add a JD in the field, and it gets messy, yada, 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 so... I don't I know think, if at the end of the day, I don't know if Cora wants to have to deal with all that again, despite Schwarber's um, personality. And like I said, production, he mm-hmm. was great while he was here. I just think that they're going to end up moving on because defense was such a big issue last year. And that's a, I think that's a big priority this offseason. why you're going to see them involved in the Carlos Correa rumors for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I think guys like Schwarber, and like Nelson Cruz and big guys like that are going to wait till after the lockout to see if there's a universal DH. Which because there should be. There's no reason not to have universal DH at this point. Exactly. And I think someone like Schwarber is going to attract a lot of NL. Like you can see him going to like, I don't know, I'm just going to spitball a few teams. You can see him going to like the, uh, the Brewers. I think the Brewers would be dope for him. I agree. I, yeah. I think I heard Rockies can I could do his name. I don't no. know how much they're going to spend. I don't no. know. No but shot. I, Rockies it, are not going to do fucking anything. They're the worst franchise in baseball. I think a team like the Brewers would be a really good fit for Schwarber, and I think he'd rake there. Yeah, that, I, I think that's a good fit for him, too. Um, it's I'm not like to... he's a, an awful defender, but he's not good. You just like him in that DH spot. Like, you can plug him in there every day. You know yeah. you're, you know he's going to hit. You know he's going to have his hot streaks here. You know he's going to have his cold streaks. So, but I think it's a very, very interesting offseason coming up. I it is. I think it's once in a while, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, there's just a lot of studs out there, and there's a lot of veterans. Max Scherzer's out there. Justin Verlander's out there. And there's teams like the Reds who are putting all their players on the table. Nick Castellanos is a guy that's out there that's going to probably get a little underpaid and make an impact uh, wherever he goes. He's a fucking great hitter. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of names out there. 
I think there's going to be a lot of big trades too. I think there's going to be a lot of trades because teams like the A's are, they're going to fucking sell everybody. They're going to trade Chris Bassett. They're going to trade Sean Manier. They're going to trade Matt Olson. They might trade Matt Chapman. They're going to unload everybody. Matt Chapman will be the Yankees starting first baseman on opening day. Olson or Chapman? Olson. Okay. You said Chapman. Did I? Yeah. I met Matt Olson. I'm sorry. Matt Olson's going to cost a lot. Matt Olson, this is my package after this is my personal package for Matt Olson. Are you ready? I mean, it better be realistic. I think this is a pretty realistic. Glaber Torres, even though I don't want to give him up, I want to see him in another full year at second base, but for a guy like Olsen, you can't – you know what I mean? This is, this is a win-now team, okay? You can't – Olsen's got two years. Yep. He's got right. two years. 27 years old. Is that right? He's 27 right now. He just turned Still. 27, so he'll be 27 all next year. Okay. So, Glaber Torres – Luke Voigt, and I think we got to give up probably Oswald Peraza. Probably got to give up a, a pitcher in there somewhere. I was Yeah, I was thinking Oswald Peraza. Let me go to our prospects real quick. So Oswald Peraza is our third-ranked prospect. Absolutely raked last year. He could be ready to come up next year. And probably a guy like Luis Medina, who's ready to pitch next year, um, throws heat. So I think – you give up two prospects, two big league ready guys for a guy like Matt Olson. So he had a two seven six ERA in high A last year, and then he had a three six seven ERA in double A last year. For See, I might think it cost someone like Loizaga and Torres. No, no, never. I don't I think, think I Luke Voigt has any value right now. I think Voigt has some value. I I. For the A's, though, I think if they get Luke Voigt, they're just trading him again right away. He has a lot of control. He is so much. He has a lot. He's going to be 31. He has two years after that, and he didn't have a good year. But I think just the potential for Voigt. I think I think if we trade for Chapman, I think Voigt's leaving because if we trade for Chapman, Olson, Olson, damn it, we trade for Olson, then there's no point for Voigt. I mean, we. I don't think there's any point for Voigt, anyways. I'm totally out on Luke Voigt. He had his time. He had a splash in the pan, but I mean, even if we sign Rizzo, who's said he's open to coming back, he wants to take a team friendly deal, honestly. Loved his time in New York, according to Ian Happ. Um, I don't still see a role for Voigt because Rizzo hits lefties very well. He showed that this year. Yeah, he was a reverse split guy. Rizzo also had this back problem that apparently was annoying him, even though he still is one of our best hitters in the second half. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I don't really want to deal with Rizzo. I want Chapman or fuck. I want Olsen. You're so bad at this. I know, I know. I want Olsen. Matt Chapman sucks, too. I want anything to do with Matt Chapman. But, yeah, Olsen, I want him to be our starting first baseman opening day. I do agree with you that it will take – I think Labor Tours is almost a lock to be included in that package. I agree with you there. Um, I just don't think the A's would have any – They also floated a name in there like Domingo, which I could see pretty young. Okay, okay. I, I could see that, too. That's not – I, I don't like him. But role for us, honestly, going into next year. I sat behind Domingo's uh, family at the wild card game. They were nice people. It sucks because he's such a piece of shit. Did you really? Yeah, it was pretty cool. Did they speak any English? Were they? Yeah, they were great. They were nice people. I think it was his mom, dad, and like his one of his cousins or best friends or something like that. They're nice that's, people. That's really cool. But uh, I didn't that's, say anything after that because fun. I they were like, oh yeah, we're here for Dem- for her mom. They were all wearing her mom stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Johnny Smith's not playing today. That sucks. So, anyway. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, but the second coolest person you met that night. Yeah, by far. Jeff yeah. Passon, my fucking boy. Yeah, yeah. That was great. So yeah. you never forget that. I know, that was my homie. Is it your profile picture? Uh, I think so. Oh, that's great. That's great. Moving on to center field. Very interesting position for the Yankees. Um, Aaron Hicks, man. No. I don't know what we do with Aaron Hicks. I don't know if we trade him for a bag of saltine crackers just to get that contract off our books. I don't know. Uh, I think the next year, the outfield will be Judge and Wright holding on to Gallo. Uh, there's no reason to let go of him at this point, honestly. I don't see anyone that's – one year, right? Yeah, you got two gold, two gold glove potential outfielders in the, roaming the corners. 
I think Gallo plays left field really well at Yankee Stadium. And I think Cliff Frazier, who's actually cleared that Brian Cashman said, um, I think I think he has a chance to be the fourth outfielder next that year. Sucks. Uh, or we just trade Frazier and Andujar for Luis Castillo or something like that. Yeah, but, right, um, dude. Come on. You've been seeing all the jokes, though. For anyone the that jokes. doesn't know, for anyone that doesn't know, like all these Yankee rumors of people that they're trying to trade, everyone, the whole Yankee like Twitter fan base is just throwing out uh, Frazier and Andujar for all these like prominent oh. players. Okay. Like, it's just, like it's just a running joke going on. So if you see that, don't be like these people are idiots. Like, okay. like so just clearing that up for anyone that doesn't know. But um, I think that fifth out or that center fielder, I mean, Starling Marte might be an option. He would add some diversity to the team, especially stealing bases. That lineup would be pretty cool. I think you could see us go get a guy like Brian Reynolds. That's probably the most unlikely of the options just because of his price. Or maybe a guy like Cattell Marte, who I think would fit Yankee Stadium really well as a switch hitter. I think Marte and Brian Reynolds both cost you high, high-end prospects. I don't know how much we're going to do if we're going for Olsen. Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? I think if we I think if we trade for a center fielder, we'll probably sign Rizzo. But I think if we sign Matt Olsen or trade for Matt Olsen, then we'll probably sign a center fielder. So, okay. I, think makes sense. Look, I think you just got to look at the market, see what the best – path is you can't destroy the farm system because i think we do have a lot of good talent in there but i think this is a very interesting offseason for brian cashman as we said but let me let's look at some free agent outfielders what do we got i, I know Marte's at the top of the list i don't know uh the only on that him is like the, the contract i'm most i'd do is three but like I don't know. Michael Brantley's a free agent? That's not right. No. Here we go. Castellanos. Schwarber. Obviously, Al Garcia. None of these are center fielders, though. Jackie Bradley. Oh, no. No, he, he took his player option. No, no. Bring back Brett Gardner. That's, 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 that's what it was. Okay. I'm convinced Brett Gardner's going to find a way on this, on this team. No matter what. So. Is Hunter Renfro still on the team? Yep. He's got two more years of team control. Kike? Yep. One more year. They signed him to a two-year deal. I hold contracts with him. Hi, I man. I was Hi. a one-year hit it and quit it kind of thing. Who? Those, those contracts. Kike and Renfro. Mm-mm. Wow. Not, not looking forward to that. Hi, so running back the same team, basically? No. As position player-wise? No. Almost? No. No, they're going to make a splash. I told you. Who's the splash? Is it a sign or is it a trade? It's a it's a sign. I, I think it'll be I, – I really think they'll be in on Carlos Correa, and if that falls apart, I think you'll go see him make, go in on Trevor Story. Trevor Story is interesting. Is Baez a lock to go back to the Mets? Because no one's talking about Baez. I, I don't fucking care about the Mets or Javi Baez, so I couldn't give two shits. I love how the Mets manager is now just casually the Yankees' third base coach. I think that's great. Yeah, I, I honestly just – They're pathetic. The Mets are irrelevant uh, no matter how hard they try. I, mm-hmm. I don't know how they will be relevant. Yeah, they, the they, they, make a, is- they make a huge trade last year. For Lindor, he fucking sucks. And then you go out and trade for Javi Baez, who was actually really good on the Mets at the right time, just yeah. to reel him in to overpay for him. Yeah. So Steve Cohen, really uh, great, great guy. Spent all the money, ruining the team. You love to see it. The only thing they're known for is the best pitcher in baseball. Yeah, who's going to be, what, 32 or 33? So who knows how healthy he'll be going he'll forward. Make, he'll make his 18 starts and then get hurt, as usual. Be the fucking best pitcher on the planet for another four months and then get hurt, yeah. Yeah, because he throws 100 and doesn't want to dial it back. Yeah, but he does it effortlessly. He's a, he's a freak. He's a robot. Mm-hmm. Oh, also going back to why I want Seager over Correa. Correa has never played a full season. And you can make the argument that Seager Neither's has – Neither is fucking three- Corey Seager. Yeah, but he has freak injuries. Like, he got Tommy John. He got hit in the wrist. He's not pulling his damn hamstring and fucking up his back like Correa is every two months. Yeah, remember, this, remember Correa Carlos, got hurt? All right, Carlos Correa. Got hurt. 
Remember that in 2019? He, he what? He got hurt. His back was hurt because he had like a massage at his house and he broke a rib. Do you remember that? Remember that. That's like Clay Buckholtz shit. He was on. He was on my fantasy team that year, and I remember that. All right, but he played a full season this year, 148 games. Uh, last year, full season in 2020 in the shortened season, but 2019, like you said, 75 games, 2018, 110 games, 2017, 109 games, 2016, full year, 150 games, 2015, the year he got called up, he played 99 games. Um, we don't need that, especially with our team. Oh, okay. But you want Corey Seager, who has played 95 this year, has played also one full se- two full seasons in his career in the same amount of years that argument i don't like uh 636 games for Corey seager and 752 games for carlos correa since 2015 didn't seager tears acl or was it tommy john i swore he tore his acl even so even if it's freak injuries like that you're still susceptible to them so i agree I don't know. Corey Seager. I don't goes. know. I don't think you can go into signing either of these guys playing the injury card. Um, if you do that, you're just you're not going to get them. You have Man, to go in assuming for the next ten great. years they're going to be healthy for ten of them. You have to assume that, and if you don't, then you're going to lose out to them. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are two. I mean, I don't know. I was I was like as soon as I heard the rumors, I was like Corey Seager, boom, all I want. Now I'm like, I'm like, I still want Seeger, but Correa, you know, solid little player. He's a fucking asshole. I'm not going to lie to you. I he love would, booing him. I love taunting him, but I also would love to see him on my team. He would complete the evil empire. You know what I mean? Like, that's a guy you hate play against, but you love love on your team. Yeah, but Yankee fans have been booing him for four years. Him and Altuve. I want, I want, I want Judge to go to that free agent meeting and just hatch it out. You know, you know, Correa is that guy that like all the Yankee fans would have their back, have his yeah. back. I know it would yeah. be low key, secretly want to see it just to see the hypocrisy in the Yankees fan base. Also, Aaron Judge is a free agent after this year. I thought he had another year after that, but this is his last full season, huh? Yeah. So extension time. So wouldn't that be the Yankees' number one priorities to extend Aaron Judge? It was until all these rumors came out. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what's going on. Even if rumors come out, that's in my opinion, you know the Red Sox have rumors too. It's always, I've I've said it. I've said it earlier. We got to extend Judge earlier in a couple past episodes. Yeah. So I mean, that, I think that's just something that we assume is going to happen. I think we still need to. Well. Do it. I just want to know what our length is with him because how old is he? What is he going into? Age, let me look. A judge. Yeah, he's going into this his This is age. age 30, and he'll be a free agent going into age 31. Yeah, so he's going into the age 30 season. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't see us going more than – I don't know. Well, if you don't, someone else will believe that. I, I We can't go more. Than, I think seven is our max, and that's pushing it. Well, someone will probably go eight, to be this honest with you. Be- it's 2022. Yeah, but does he want to stay with the Yankees? I think so. Yeah, I think so too. But money speaks louder than actions. According to Baseball Reference, reference, bleh, he's projected to hit 272 with 30 home runs and 77 RBIs. That's not. That's not great. Hey man, you're the one that says Aaron Judge is a top five player in baseball. I think he is a top five player in baseball. Yeah, projected. well, he's not, and if he is, you better pay him. What's John Carlos Stanton projected? So you're just running around in circles. 260. I'm excited for Stanton. I think everyone, I think Stanton really brought a lot of hope back into, okay, this guy isn't a complete waste of money. I mean, he is now the newfound Red Sox daddy. So looking forward to those matchups next year. He definitely owns Fenway Park. I'll tell you that. And he has his whole career. That's not a, that's not a new thing. He sucked first when he came to the Yankees. But he still sucks. Fenway, at Fenway, he sucks. Uh, Ever since that fan, you remember it was like late mm-hmm. 2019 that fan hit him with the ball. Mm-hmm. He, I want to see his Fenway stats after that. He's been damn near perfect there. Still highest that Stan, bad. Stan's contract notes: full no trade clause, 2028 club option, 
uh, incentives for Gold Glove, Silver Slugger, All Star, MVP, 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 um, and player could opt out after 2020. But obviously, why the fuck would he opt out when he's making 30 million a year? Yeah. So, I mean, 273 average, 35 bombs, 97 RBIs. You'll you'll you'll, you'll take that. That's his projection. No, that's what he hit this year. How many home runs? 35. Wow. I didn't know he had that many. Yeah. They all came in like the last two months of the season. Yeah. He got hot at the right time. He had his streak in May where he hit like seven in 10 games. And then he just, and then he had his cold stretch like near the all star break. And then like August, I can't remember. There was one defining hit that he had. I can't remember. It was like either late July or early August. He just had one hit and then just like shit broke open. Next thing you know, Stanton's hitting balls over Lanstown Street. And yeah. losing five to two. So who's the real winner? Honestly, I, I was at the in the ninth inning of the wild card game, Stan was up to bat. The Red Sox were up, was it like six to one or whatever? You knew and, something was gonna happen. And Stan comes up. I was like, you know what? I wouldn't even be mad if I saw a fucking Stanton absolute bomb over the fucking Coke bottles where they used to be. And then he hit a and then he hit a bomb. I was like, you know what? I'm not even that upset because someone the right field. It did go to right field. Yeah. So it it wasn't as cool as him just crushing one, like over the center field, like jumbotron or some shit, you know, crazy, but you know, yeah, he still fucking smoked it. There's a no doubter. You were in the outfield, correct? No, I was behind home plate uh, in the grandstand. So not, not in like the in the lodge boxes or anything. You didn't but... see his first hit though, did you? You weren't you you didn't get into like the second. Oh, no, dude, inning. I didn't get until yeah the second inning because oh, my that was fucking say, brother. That, that ball looked like it was gone, or like did, did God? Push I saw that? it on TV. They were uh, were near the oh. roll call. They had a TV where like all where people could watch security guards and everything. And uh, I, I you know looking back on it, I'm even more mad because Jerry Remy threw out the first pitch that game, and um, that was the last time that. He went to Fenway Park. So I look Sucks back and I up. get even more mad. Yeah. What are you going to do? Rest in peace. Yep. Rest, Rest in, in peace. peace to a fucking legend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So all wrapping right. up here on episode two of Bronx Meets Bean Town, presented to you by Small State, a big network.com. What is your biggest take that you have at this very second that's non-Red Sox or Yankees related for the offseason? Oh. Um, I have a weird take. I think Max Scherzer gets three years in his contract. Uh, okay. I, I'm, my take was also Max Scherzer related. I think mm-hmm. you see Max Scherzer sign with the San Francisco Giants. Oh. So when that they, happens, they get Gosman back or no? Is it no, sure? they don't sign Gosman. By the way, if the Red Sox, even if the Red Sox get Erod back, I would like to see them in on Gosman too. I forgot about that. My uh, small state big takes co-host Josh is a he's all in on Gosman. That's like he wants that more than anything for the Red Sox this offseason. So, um, but I think I think Max Scherzer and the Giants. I think the Giants are still a very fucking good team. I think they also re-signed Chris Bryant, and I think they bring in Max Scherzer on a little combination takes, a little Max Scherzer three-year deal action. Ooh. That, was very, that was a very fitting take for both of us. I just came up with that on the fly. I had mine prepared. I had my Max Scherzer to the Giants take prepared for that. That's, that's, a, that's a very good take. I like that. I was thinking the Angels. I do think it'll be a West Coast team. I could see the Angels being in on Verlander as well. I could um, see the Angels either getting Gosman, Verlander, or Scherzer. They they literally they they said that we they, pit- yeah they're like we need fucking pitchers. You know shit. You needed pitchers for the best. I'm glad, I'm, glad it, I'm glad it took them eight years of Mike Trout to realize that. In their defense, they had kind of tried a little bit in the past. It just hasn't worked out with guys like fucking CJ. Dylan Wilson Bundy and, is not the Bundy. answer. Yeah, Dylan I know. Bundy is not the answer after a COVID year. <laughs> What, he had like a five ERA? He, he was bad. Up, he threw His, up on the mound at Yankee Stadium. God. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wow. not their best idea, but whatever. Um, they have the greatest player of all time, according to uh, Twitter. So that's good. 
Well, Otani did have one of the greatest seasons of all time. Can't discount that. No. No way he repeats it. Let's be honest with ourselves. Hey, I, I'm done doubting that, man. Really? I am. Do you think that? Health, health is the concern with Otani. If he's healthy, he'll be able to repeat it. But obviously, health is always going to be a big concern with him. Trout, Rendon, Otani? Ren- Rendon might be washed up, uh, but Trout. I think this is his last year to, to prove himself. Uh, he's or, got nothing to prove. He got a fucking fat contract. That's another thing. The angels, the angels do try. They just invest poorly in guys like Pujols and Rendon. You gotta, you gotta respect their franchise. As, as what yeah. they, do. they played, they paid Pujols. They paid Upton. No, those worked out. They paid Josh Hamilton. That's what I mean. They tried, but they fucking have failed every time. So maybe, I don't know. Something's wrong there. Anyways, that'll be it for episode two of Bronx Meets Beantown. Next episode drop to be determined. Um, we'll kind of see how splashes go. If anything happens between the Red Sox and Yankees, we'll get on and do a, a pod pretty quick to get a reaction out there. Other than that, I don't know, probably like every other week for the offseason, maybe every three weeks for now, because um, I expect there to be a lull there. But we'll yep. get one more in. Doesn't this guitar uh, definitely smell before so good? That December 2nd deadline. And then we'll take it from there. Alright. Alright, sounds mm. good. Mm-mm. Later, Gator. So sweet. Living in this big blue world with my head up in outer space. I know I'll be A-O, A-okay. I know I'll be A-O, A-okay. When I see trouble come my way, I'll be making lemonade. I know I'll be A-O, A-okay. I know I'll be A-O, A-okay. The friends are busy making them babies Been out in the real world, don't like how it stays Let me change your mind with my little old saying Two, four, six, eight, who do we appreciate? Put some sugar in my water, cause we making mini-made Fuck all the hate, do a shimmy shake